0: Welcome to the realm of magic and mystery, classic horror and sci-fi. You are now entering the House of the Unusual podcast with your hosts, Eddie and Joe. Welcome all you cool ghouls and friendly fiends to the House of the Unusual podcast. I'm your host, Joe Pavlansky, and with me as always is the maestro of mail order mysteries, Eddie Guevara. Today's returning guest is the amazing horror magician, The one, the only Chuck Caputo. Gentlemen, good evening.
1: Hey, how's it going? All right.
0: Great. It is great. We have... uh, Hello there. What's up? We have a lot of stuff to go over tonight, but before we get into our topics of conversation, we're going to give our friends of the uh, House of the Unusual a little shout out here. Tonight, we're going to start off with Stupid Comics Magazine, and that's stupid spelled S-T-O-O-P-I-D this is a great comics magazine in the uh, the way of oh what would it be like far side cracked magazine mad magazine kind of roll them all into one and you had to have stupid magazine there's five issues out zero through four number four just uh, just hit so you could head over to the web- website stupidcomicsmagazine.com and order your copies next up we have. 1878press.com, and that's 1878press.com. That's our buddy Dave Haversat's site, and he has some great books on that site uh, about magic, the history of magic, and all that. There's stuff for everybody on there. If you if you're you know into magic, the history of magic, it's it, it's a really cool site with some awesome books. Go ahead and check that out. Now on to our buddy Todd Machen and his sea monkeys head over to c-monkeys.com for all your underwater sea monkey needs they're always putting out some new cool products puzzles uh, mugs postcards uh, sea monkey packs whatever you need for sea monkeys they got at this site and they uh, they got a lot of uh, future products that will be coming out so stay tuned over there also Check out MyMovieMonsters.com for your issue of Scary Monsters Magazine. Number 122 is out, the Never Say Die issue. I have an awesome article in there on the Three Stooges on two of their shows. You don't want to miss it, so you could order your magazines on their back issues or head to your local bookstore, and they should have Scary Monsters Magazine on the shelf. And if they don't, head over to the manager and demand that they carry it all right so that is our sponsors and today is you know as we're recording this on wednesday august 11th 2021 one year ago today our first podcast came out our very wow. first yay so this is our one year anniversary so and here's to hundreds more years if we if we can make it <laughs> So tonight we're going to we're going to talk a little bit about, you know, what's been going on the last year, how things have evolved at the House of the Unusual, the different people that have have stopped by and, you know, we we have tons of friends of the podcast and we're we're continuously growing and, you know, we want you to be part of our family and part of our conversation. So head over to houseoftheunusual.com, join our forum site there. It's free. You could chat with people, you could uh ask questions about stuff that we talk about or maybe you have some novelty products that you know you want to show off or talk about that's the place to do it and if you want to be on the podcast you want to come and just talk with us you know about movies ufos mail order items magic whatever it may be you know that's the place to do it man drop us a line on there and say hey i want to be on the podcast put me on and we'll do our best to uh to get you on and have uh continuous conversations man that's what it's all about growing the community growing the conversation and uh and having a good time so tonight let's get on with this uh Chuck I'm going to head it over to you brother let everybody know what's what's new in your neighborhood
1: all right no problem hey it's great being here as always you know I'm working I'm working on the line you know the uh, the magic line with House of the Unusual and we came up with some killer effects man really cool stuff uh, professional magic items that, uh, you know, what, that I've, I've actually used in my, in my close-up performances. And, uh, it's based on old principles, some new principles, but all easy to do and a great job with packaging. You know, I mean, it's just amazing how he can put things together like this. And it's amazing how many people he knows to get things done. I mean, it's just, it's just, it's just an amazing thing to see.
0: <laughs> yeah. There's definitely some, some great products. And right before this, uh, this podcast here we did a little uh interview recording where you showed off some of the the products and man i tell you what i i'm very excited for them you know everyone knows out there if they've been listening for a while i'm you know i'm just starting to learn about magic the history of it and you know especially from you and eddie and a few other guys you know starting to really get into it and man, i i was i was getting pretty excited on, on on some of those tricks on on seeing them and you know Eddie sent me uh, the the gathering uh box with the magic in it and the boxes look absolutely beautiful I mean oh, fantastic man. and you know there's there's such a handsome guy on the cover I'm not sure who that might be but <laughs> hopefully we'll see more of <laughs> So Eddie we're going to turn it over to you what's
2: what's new over at the House of the Unusual Well Joe very excited very excited uh like uh Ch- Chuck just said we just finished Uh, the you know, the introduction or part of the introduction for something that will go live on next week. Uh, the best part of everything though is, and and this is really exciting, is that we have been one year. I remember when I reached out to you, Joe, back in the day, and we said, Hey, why don't we do a podcast? I just didn't think it was going to go in, and it's turning you know a lot better each time. And uh, I'll, I guess, we're we're about a little bit over 5,000 people a week now that are listening to us. And you know, that's that's phenomenal. I mean, we're we're growing, we continue, and I hope we will continue to grow. And now the best part is that, and this is this is great. I mean, I tell Chuck, hey, Chuck, uh, and think yeah. what a great man Chuck is. I go, Hey, can you get me maybe about two or three magic tricks under your name? So we three in one week he had nine. And <laughs> I asked him, I, I need another couple to do a magic set, a professional magic set, and I want to do a professional line. And he put together not one, but he's got, I think, uh, is it eight more, Chuck?
1: Yeah, I believe uh, it's eight more. Yep.
2: <laughs> which which is just phenomenal. I'm not going to mention those eight just yet because they're really, there's a couple that are really good, and these are for, like, the professionals. And I'm very excited about all, all this. But other than that, Joe, um, it's been an interesting year. We've had a lot of lockdowns. Now, you know, of course, uh, some places are seeing a resurgence and, uh they're trying to lock down a couple, not, not lock down. I think they're just wear, making everybody wear a mask. Um, it's not happening yet in my area, but it is happening in other parts of the country. Even though I'm in New Jersey, uh, everything here seems to be better, you know, pretty back to normal. So um, I hope it stays that way. Let's hope uh, we have like, in, I heard in England, we had it went up, it spiked, and then it dropped off completely. And I think it also happened in Sweden. So I'm not sure if that's going to happen here, too. Let's hope and pray to God that it does. But yeah. other than that, um, what is new in your neck of the woods, Joe? Well, you know
0: what? I'm I'm just kind of thinking over the, the past year and even a lot before that. I'm going to give everyone a, a quick rundown of how, you know, this podcast, you know, came to be a year ago. So maybe about, oh, gosh, it had to been around maybe 2010, 2011, 2012 or so um i met eddie through uh, a forum site called uh oh what the heck was it uh universal monster army that's it i haven't been on there in a while so we were on universal monster army back in its its heyday when it was you know real huge and popular and we got to talking on there a few times you know i ordered some mail order items from him and he sent me uh more more stuff than i ordered which was actually absolutely, absolutely fantastic and then uh, we got to talking over there a few more times, then we kind of, you know, lost contact after a while, and then a little bit over a year ago, right before the podcast hit, you know, we we got together and started talking and said, hey, you know, let's start doing some different things for the House of the Unusual. So we decided on the podcast, and that's how it it kind of came to be. You know, we just we said, hey, let's do it. You know, I was interested in doing a podcast at the time. I was, I wanted to do, you know. I was going to do my own on kind of like horror movies and sci-fi, but I didn't have the technical know-how. So when he was interested in doing one, he has a little bit more of the technical know-how than I do. And, you know, we were able to to put it together. And I, I think we've come a long way from our, our well, first one.
2: Joe, we we came, this is the funny part. We came from America and now we've traveled across the world. And we have a surprise guest tonight we hadn't mentioned, but apparently he appeared. His name is Shmuel. Shmuel, come on in say hello to the crowd.
3: Hi, guys. Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. Hey, how you doing, Shmuel? All
2: All the way from Israel. All the way
3: from Israel. What are you talking about? I'm from Jersey. I know all these guys (laughs) are from Jersey. What are you talking about? Go
0: ahead. (laughs) Hey, Shmuel, how's it going? Glad we could... uh, Glad we could get you on the the podcast here. Eddie and Chuck have been talking so much about you and um, they told me you're from across the pond in in Israel. And I I said, that's fantastic. You know, we got, you know, some listeners over there, you know, hopefully some people interested in the same stuff we are. So, you know, I, this is my first time talking with you and I'm sure a lot of people out there, this is their first time, you know, hearing you. So I'm going to turn it over to you and, let you introduce yourself and you know tell us some of your interests you know what you're all
2: about let me before before you say anything Shmuel. let me just break in a second because i want to tell the people all our listeners that what's so fascinating about shmuel is that in 19 i don't know 1970 as a kid my first item ever order of a comic book was the seven foot monster ghost which came from the melting company obviously I, i bought the one from honor house and then bought the Melton Company. And of course, Johnson Smith for years sold it. When I opened up my first magic <laughs> mail order in 1985, <clears throat> I started selling that same ghost for 40-something years. Wow. Mr. Shmuel did his own version, just like me. So I guess he's what they call a duplicate or a du- what do they call that? Double ganger?
0: Uh, <laughs> double, <laughs> yes.
2: A double gang, All the way from Israel. So it's a, it's another me in the Israeli side from Jerusalem.
3: <laughs> Go ahead, right. Small, I'm sorry. Right, right. Well, really, I hail from Los Angeles. And uh, I grew up around uh, the Magic Castle and the, and the Magic Shops there in Hollywood and, and the L.A. area. And, of course, I grew up in comic books as an American kid. And I'm, I'm uh, 62 years old. So even though you wouldn't know it to see me, uh, you know, I, I do magic shows and people think I'm 40, but I really, I'm really, really getting up there. And I, I grew up in the 60s and 70s and reading the comic book ads and sending away for all that good stuff that we love, right? Uh, in fact, like I, I, I sent you uh, a little movie. I still have sea monkeys going, you know, and I've always had sea monkeys going and it's like, you know, my wife is looking at me and she, of course, she's expecting to see something that's in the ads. And she looks at it and she goes, bugs, you're growing bugs. <laughs> <laughs> but they're beautiful bugs, honey. Look how they move. They have a like feather-like motion. And she's looking at it and she's going, uh, nah, nah, they're bugs. You know, so, uh, you know, like um, I've, uh, you know, bought a few of these uh, of these uh, various novelties and I love them like like we do. We love the 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 novelties themselves and I think I love the comic book art in all of these ads more than anything else. I mean I just love the artwork. But having bought the Seven Foot Ghost, and uh at the time when I was a kid, I wasn't really disappointed because you're so excited to get it. Uh you know, it was uh it, it was we used it, right? I don't think we really scared anybody, but here in Israel, um, or I would even say back in the States, we started it, but here over the last, I would say, 43 years, uh, we kind of turned it to match one of our Jewish holidays. So the bad guy in the Purim holiday is Haman, or we pronounce him Haman. And uh you could if you're there in the States anytime in around March during the Purim holiday, go into a synagogue and you'll see, I don't know, 70 kids, a hundred kids dressed in Halloween costumes of every, every
1: type. <laughs> with, yeah. It's amazing. I tell you what. more throughout the years. I've, I've done many shows for different synagogues you know at the forum celebration and probably the first or second time I've ever done that I was amazed I didn't know what was going on you know and uh but I tell you what it was it, it was it was fantastic I mean it was it was great they had their they they had their halloween costumes on their noisemakers and the noisemakers cool, yeah it the was you
3: cool, got to emphasize these noisemakers now they first hold on you they first started tell... off as these things called
0: You mean yeah. to tell me um that that I could have been celebrating two Halloweens for the last forty-one years. Is that what? You're yeah.
3: Talking? yeah, you, <laughs> you got, got it. it. <laughs> you got it. Yes, exactly, exactly. And that's that's what we did. We did Halloween and then we did Purim, right? Halloween was was just a holiday based around throwing toilet paper everywhere.
1: Yeah,
3: oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and um, you know it's basically. Uh, uh, it's it's funny how I don't think there's any connection between the holidays at all, because one is a pagan Celtic uh, holiday and the other right. is a Jewish holiday. And I don't think any of the ideas ever, ever grew one from the other in terms of what you're doing and how you're dressing up like Christmas and, and, uh, and Hanukkah. Well, there's there, things correlate in the sense of giving gifts and you know um there's a lot of uh similarities uh you know, except that it's really the exception that that we kind of brag that we have eight days of eight days of hanukkah it's like you know uh you know so, <laughs> eight so <days> <laughs> you're right exactly so which of course is only like little tiny little tiny presents the first day you get your big g i Joe with kung fu talking grip. And then next day you get a
1: sweater from your aunt, you know. <laughs>
3: oh
1: yeah. And you now and, so, and, uh, and, uh, Shmuel, for those that don't know, you know, uh, uh, Purim is based on the in the Old Testament. Is that is that uh, uh, is is that from the Book of Ruth or or I can't remember. Is that Ruth? Right. Or, no. Or?
3: No. There is a holiday um that where we read the Book of Ruth, and that holiday is the is called Shavuot. It's seven weeks after Passover where mm-hmm. um, we're in the desert and we're getting the Torah at the, at Mount Sinai. Okay. That's okay. that holiday. I'm mean, just, cause you're mentioning the book of Ruth. No, the, the Purim holiday happened uh, 2000 years later uh, when, um, when the Jews lived in Iran in, in Persia. And uh, that's around 2300 years ago. And it's uh, and it was thousands of years after uh, we were in the desert, and were slaves in Egypt. So this is this is um, the holiday when there's another Hitler. This guy Haman uh, goes up to the king and says, um, "Let's kill the Jews." Gets the king drunk and, and 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 gets him to agree on a date, a date in which they pulled they pulled all the days of the year out of a hat. And they decided on this one day and that word for doing that, that drawing the lotto, as you would say out of a hat is called a poor and that's why it's called Purim. And, and Haman is the bad guy. He sets a a gallows for um, the hero in the story in the book of Esther. You could all pick up a book of Esther. It's a canonized book in the Christian religion. You can read it. Um, uh, and
1: uh, and Haman, so that, so that comes from so that comes from the Book of Esther. I thought it was Ruth. I'm sorry. So it's, right, it's no, Esther. That's okay. Yeah, pick it up and read it. It's an interesting story. Okay.
3: It's, there's some very interesting things about that book. Well, um, yeah. let me. I, I digress. The the so the 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 uh, the the bad guy is Haman, and he gets hung at the end of the story. Him and his ten sons get hung in the book, and uh I created instead of the um right, the 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 the, the seven foot ghost, the ghost of Haman. Oh, and I've cool. had yeah, and it's the same thing. I took a balloon and 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 found white trash bags and uh and you know uh fishing line. And uh, I've been doing it here for a long time. Whenever the holiday cuts up, I, I'll make like 20, 30, 40. One time I think I had 50 units I sold um, uh, just, just on that one day, right? Uh, sometimes uh, we'll start selling them beforehand or the kids will remember them and want them. So I've sold a lot of these units. And uh, basically, I'm in the area. So I will go – with the blue like ten boys that have bought them and they'll say, Okay, I'll show you how to set this thing up. And if I would we'll blow up the balloon, we would make the faces on on the balloon with the markers, lay everything down uh, behind the bushes in their house, then tie this thing around the tree branches up into the balcony, and then yes. Yeah, <laughs> just wait, wait till one of your friends walks by, and give them a heart attack. Yeah. You know, and, and the, I think the by the byline on the box is um, "scare your friends and your enemies." Neither of them will thank you. Yeah. <laughs> that's pretty um, cool, man. Yeah. Wow. So that's an interesting thing, you know, that in terms of uh, of pranks, um, we we get all of the pranks that you see in the Johnson Smith catalog and the SS Adams catalog. We we, we have gotten those from the States and wherever they were manufactured for years. In fact, and I sent um, I sent Eddie the photographs. Um, in around 1968, a fellow here by the name of Zamir opened up a store in which the logo on his store was one of the illustrations. I think it was the Joy Buzzer. And he's got complete walls full of little boxes, full of he's like a his store is like a living uh, Johnson Smith catalog. Wow. It's, yeah, yeah. And he's still going. And he does his his store. He's bought the second the store next to him. And it's filled with costumes on for him. And people kids come in and buy buy the gags and the pranks. And, and, the, and, and, and it's black soap and garlic gum and whoopee cushions. He'll, and he sells the electronic whoopee cushions, of which I collect. And he, he's been going strong since 1968. Um, wow. Inter, interestingly enough, uh, in California, um, in the 30s, there was a fellow by the name of Burt Wheeler. Now, when the monster movies started coming out, Frankenstein, Dracula, Wolfman, he started manufacturing latex max masks, and his store. Um, what you could find, I think you could probably. There's a genie, a genie magazine, which I have, um, in which you can see the cover of the store and and, and what was going on. Kind of, and some of the pictures are in there. But when I was a kid growing up in the 60s and 70s, you'd walk into Bert Wheeler's magic shop. He had been dead for a long time. He died. Like in forty eight, he flew out to Arizona to buy an airplane. He bought it, flew it back, and crashed and died on the way. Unfortunately. Oh wow! And then, and then his uh, his uh, um, kids were running it. Two of his boys were running it. And then they were having arguments about it. And then some guy by the name of Saint Pierre bought it and and turned it into Hollywood Magic.
1: Oh yeah, I remember Hollywood Magic. I used to buy from them back in the early uh, late eighties, early nineties. Absolutely, man.
3: And it was a great. That was a great store. It yeah. was actually in a way better than Burt's because it was a real magic shop from A to Z. You'd walk yeah. in there and there were boxes and you know it was it was more of a magic shop than Burt's. Burt's. Had all of these masks all over the place, just right, like right. this guy in Israel. And I don't think this guy in Israel had ever been to Burt's Magic Shop, he had never <laughs> been. And, um, and uh, of course, when I was a kid, uh, and I'm talking about really eight years old, I mean, I, I knew about the shop earlier from six years old because bigger boys would bring, would come and bring, you know, do the tricks. And where did you get that stuff? At the yeah. shop, which I could never get to. But when I was eight years old, I rode my bike there. And that was a story within itself. My parents were scared for hours when I hadn't come home. And this is back <laughs> in the 60s. Uh, they thought the hippies, they thought hippies <laughs> had kidnapped me. Because that's where all the hippie stuff was going on in Griffith Park. They said, oh my God. And they're they're Holocaust survivors. So they were like, that wasn't just, oh my God. It's like, "Hi, give out the Nazi hippies. They've kidnapped him. <laughs> so, so, and then the store was run by this old Jewish guy named by the name of Irving and it it was interesting like I'd go in there and I had my my yarmulke on my head and he would talk to me in Yiddish and then he I guess he just didn't think I was going to steal anything which I didn't and I would just sit in the back and magicians would come in isn't that and nice?
1: wow, listen cool, isn't I'm an 8 year old
3: boy listening yeah. to the, listening to the secrets I was like a fly on the wall yeah. I walked up with him one day with my birthday my birthday money and I said I said uh, give me one of those appearing canes he said what I want one of those appearing canes like he sold what's his name in the last week he'd say what are you talking about I know what it is Irving give me the goddamn cane <laughs> <laughs> he'd say okay it's fifteen dollars yeah fifteen dollars yeah here it is. I saved up my birthday money and i, I bought I bought an appearing cane when I was like, like uh, uh, yeah, like seven, eight years old. and, wow. and uh, yeah, yeah, and then and then uh, uh like you know i bought I bought a thumb tip, and uh, I go home. Now you got a picture of my father being a Holocaust survivor and not understanding or knowing anything. I'm in short sleeves, I'm in a t-shirt, and I'm making this red hanky appear and disappear. And handling it actually quite so well that he just couldn't detect it, and it was it was blowing his mind. I mean, I could <laughs> was first, and this is the Holocaust everybody had seen everything. He was announcements. He was like going, oh, "You're you really doing magic," and and that was that went on for years. I don't think he ever. I never showed him the secret. It was wow. you know, and and uh, it's a lot of even today. Uh, it's really funny, the people you can fool. I have, a, I have a friend, a dear friend, who studied ophthalmology here in Israel. Uh, he's from Mexico, and he's from Tijuana, and he's back there, uh, my friend Hector. And um, I did it for him. And this, it's so funny. He's a, he's a doctor, right? He had no idea. And I was able to show, I was able to see how their eyes, you know, their eyes grow. And and you could see the look of amazement in their eyes when they don't mm-hmm. know what you've done. Yeah. And he really had no idea. And then of course I divulged it to him. And it's like watching the TV set, like their eyes totally immediately change. And and it is the reason why you should never give away a secret, because their eyes go, Oh,
1: you oh, know, it's absolutely. like Yeah, yeah. Hey, I think I think it's up in the LA area near the magic castle and everything. And you knew the old timers too. If there's anybody out there that knows uh Slidini and Jack Chanan and all those guys, I mean, you, you actually, you actually knew them. I think you told me in a previous conversation, you had David Roth perform at, at your bar mitzvah. Now, how cool was that, man?
3: Yeah, that was, a, that was very cool. Um, Jack Channon, uh, he, he really, uh, he was from Philly and, uh, my parents spoke with him in Yiddish. Um, it was very, very interesting to see that. Uh, you know, look, um, we have this, like, here in Israel, we, we at the Magic Inventions, we bring a lot of magicians from around the world. We've had everybody here, from Jeff McBride to, to uh, Michael Alma. We've we had um... Alexander here. Uh, we've brought mag- just all the magicians that you can, that are popular in the magic world, um, we've brought wow. over. And... Uh, there's a, gr- a great majority of magicians, as you know, we're Jewish. So we have this like joke about like, um, it's hard to be an anti-Semite uh, when you're, when you're a magician, because who are your heroes going to be? Mm-hmm. You know, David Copperfield's Jewish and Houdini was Jewish. And, you know, <laughs> it's, it's, it's just kind of funny. So there's reasons for that. And I think that um, one reason though, it's going to sound funny is that, Magic is a profession that you could put into a little tiny suitcase you don't need a big suitcase you just need some handkerchiefs and 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 some thumbtips tips and some a few little different things and you could travel from country to country that you're getting kicked out of so <laughs> you know that's uh that <clears throat> that's one aspect and the other aspect is just like comedians how come there's a disproportionate amount of 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 uh, jewish comedians it's always been like that jewish uh, co- writers for other comedians are Jewish. i mean like eddie eddie murphy is a is an incredible brilliant guy as a co- as a uh comedian but he still has jewish writers mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. uh you know not to speak of jerry seinfeld and and it's just a great disproportion of of them from jackie Mason just died like, he was almost a hundred years old right and all right. The, uh, What's the reason for that? There's a, it's very it's it, it's tied into things that are cultural. Uh, for, ma- for magicians uh, and and, and uh, comedians, you can travel the world and mm-hmm. and run away from one bad area to another.
1: Sure, right.
3: Um, and, and interestingly, um, uh, when you read the Bible, the Bible says that um, that uh, you know Joseph gets kidnapped. He goes down and becomes like the viceroy, only second to the king. And uh, uh, then he calls for his father, Jacob. And Jacob comes down with 70 souls, 70 people. That's his family. comes down to Egypt and they live in an area of Egypt called Goshen, which is actually outside where all of the Egyptians lived because they're Jews and they have their own customs and what have you. You know, they're eating kosher, viva eating kosher food, right? So they had to be set and separate from the from the Egyptians. So then, in the Bible, the Christian Bible, you can read it, see um, King James version. It says, um, and then uh, came a a, a pharaoh, a pharaoh who knew Jacob not, or now. Um, uh, or who knew Joseph not he in other words he didn't know from all of the good things that these Jews had done for for Egypt and then he decides to enslave them and the question is how many Jews were there they only 70 came down how many had they multiplied within 10 or 20 years how why were why did um, even if they multiplied to be a hundred thousand how how why? Why? What? How did you know about them? It's they're a, a, a real tiny minority, and one of the great Talmudic commentators said that their names were the big liners in all of the theaters. Hmm. So, and listen, when you watch, when you watched Dynasty, or um, or uh, what was the other one? It was Dynasty, and the one with. Uh, you know, with the R- guy from my dream
2: team, of TV. Um, R.J. Jr. R.J.
3: Dallas.
1: Oh, Dallas. Yeah, yeah, sure.
3: So then, at the at the end of this great TV show that everybody loves, there's some kid in Dogwood, Montana, going, "Mommy, what's that? Who's that guy Goldberg, the producer? All the names of the producers and the directors, <laughs> and and it 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 it's a crazy thing. Like 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 Gentiles down in Montana going, "Wow, there must be millions of them." You know, because yeah. their names are everywhere.
1: Hey, it's, you a, know? Hey, it's, a, it's yeah.
3: an illusion, right?
1: That's
2: what it yeah. goes down to. You, you know, <laughs> Listen, well, you...
3: Um, um, the Warner Brothers and the Golden Mare, they were all Jews. Right, well, right.
2: One thing I'm going to say to you guys, which is kind of funny, too, is, and it's kind of, I guess it brings where Jesus said, first the Jew, then the Gentile. And you know it was—it's kind of interesting because when I started seeking out to start my own mail order business in the early '80s, like in 1985, everybody that I would come across that had owned one of the mail order houses—from Honor House uh, to Abracadabra Magic Shop to the—the the one I actually bought, the um, Fun Factory—it was all, um, you know,
3: Jewish, Jewish owned.
2: owned. Yeah, Jewish owned. yeah and you know and that was very interesting how that happened you know so uh look
3: i'm it's it i think it's cultural i think part of it is cultural um uh you know being up from a, a home of holocaust survivors and yiddish speakers uh you know you kind of approach life with a certain sense of humor and then some of the humor is black humor um Uh, we have, uh, you know, these running stories in our family that, um, like, uh, and things that really happened to us. When I was a kid, every, um, before the Sabbath on Fridays, we'd go into the Jewish bakery. And of course, other people, not just Jews are buying from these bakeries and delis. The majority, I really think are Gentiles, not Jews, because how, you know, the Jews are going to support a business to a certain amount, but, you know, there's still a, a tiny minority. Now i would go in there with my parents and we would get uh, you know like um a certain bread that we eat on the sabbath called challah uh, and, and 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 bread and buns and kaiser rolls and bagels and the whole schmear and cake and all of the ladies working in the in the bakery in the 60s they were all holocaust survivors
1: wow
3: so i would go now i would i would go in and i would say mrs rabinowitz how much does that challah cost okay Just, I'll let that sit for a second. The bread is called challah, and I would say, How much does that holocaust? Uh, (laughs) and you know, without turning around with 20 people in the store, this little pisher with a yarmulke says, How much is this holocaust? And without batting an eyelash, she'd say, Six million. Yeah, (laughs) this is the black humor between Jews. I'm not joking. Um, we have this. We had, we had this story about how my uncle goes to the synagogue in the morning to, to, to pray, and he says um, his, friend, his, his buddy Abe uh, won the lottery. So he's writing a check for the, for the synagogue for $1,000. He wants to make a $1,000 donation. And for the United Jewish Appeal, the UJA, $1,000. And for the B'nai a $1,000. And for the Nazi Party, $1. So uh, it's really funny in Yiddish when you say this joke. It's very, very funny. But I'll say it in English. So the, the, the rabbi says, okay, I understand they, the UJA, the shul, the B'nai brit, the $1,000, but the Nazi party? And he looks at him and lifts up his arm and he says, what can I do? They gave me the number.
0: <laughs>
3: That's wild. He, was, he, was, he was betting, he was filling out the lottery card with the number they had tattooed on his arm in Auschwitz. OK, this is like the black humor that that is pre- yeah. pre- prevalent among among <laughs> well, Jews. Let me
2: let me say one thing right now, guys, and this is kind of uh, when you when I just said to you about the different companies, including now originally House of the Unusual had originally be, uh was the Fun Factory, which was one of the original companies from the comic books. I joined forces with Lou Weiss, the guy who owned it, which I seeked out. Uh, back in the 80s. And we started the Fun Factory together and we ran comic book ads. And Shmuel, I don't know if I ever told you this, but in 1938, I believe it is, when the first action comic book came out of Superman, the first sure. company that ever ran an ad was Johnson Smith in the back cover. In 1993, the last company that ever ran a novelty ad was the Fun Factory under me and Lou. And I hold that title. Like there's never been another ad since that time in comic books that dealt with novelties. Now, now, another thing I wanted to bring out here, and this is a shout out to our friend David Harborsat, is Dave, uh, there's a magician, I, I think he's still alive, he's like in his late 90s, who is a survivor of the Holocaust. And he wrote a book called Death Camp Magicians, which David owns the copyrights for. And he publishes that book in 1878 Press. And the story of this book, Death Camp Magicians, is how two magician brothers survived the Holocaust by doing magic. And this is the I same ha,
3: story. I, I have, I have the, I have it. I have the book. It's well. I'll tell you what's interesting. I'll tell you what the most interesting thing about that book is, aside from from the story of Navili and the uh, and the um, uh, the you know the story of those magician those those two magicians. What's really interesting is how uh, Bill Rauscher, William Rauscher, who wrote the book, the first 22 pages of the book is an explanation with photographs of what the, of who the Nazis were and what they did, because he premises the book on if you go to any student, university student, and you ask him, when were the Nuremberg trials? And they'll say, oh, wasn't that in the 1800s? And who were the Nazis? And who was who was uh, who was Hitler? And who were the well? Um, I don't know. Wasn't that something that happened in World War One? The people, the students. You you've all seen uh, um, Jay Leno go out in the street and ask them to name one president, and they oh, they can't. Oh
1: yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs> you know. So he writes the first twenty-two pages of this book is a history on Hitler and World War Two. And once you understand that, now you can read the rest of the book.
2: And one You're, thing I want to bring in for anybody who is interested in the book that's listening to this podcast, they can get it at 1878 Press. That's where they can buy oh, the book through Dave hoversat
3: Or or Penguin or Penguin Magic or um
2: Well, uh yeah, of course, Dave. because but the publisher is Dave hoversat so Right, uh, Penguin Magic is uh, one of their suppliers. Uh, for, I mean, right, right. Suppliers.
3: Well, I, I'm just saying, for magicians, uh, these are our vanishing ink, uh, these are our go to places to get any. <laughs> any. Uh, check those what I'm talking
2: about. We we just mentioned 1878 because he has partnered with us in the House of the Unusual. So, we oh, okay, want sure. I'm not, yeah, to get... <laughs> yeah, That's yeah.
1: I wanted to. Yeah, I wanted sir. to get back. I wanted to get back to magic. As far as now, is it is it real popular? Like where you live, uh, Shmuel, out in the the uh, Adon, uh you, you know, the country where you live. I okay. mean, is it very popular or, or uh, well, popular So, so or we we have we have a long history of
3: magicians here in Israel. A long history of very good magicians. Okay. Um, I I myself, I'm I'm a member of the Magic Circle of England. Oh, okay. Cool. Um, it, the, the the test is extremely difficult as the English really pride themselves. This is a very, very thick and heavy area in their culture. Mm-hmm. And um, you probably win the New York State Powerball before they let you in. Just if I'm going by the test, the test. And, and, and when you do the test.
1: Oh, They're I think smiling. I did. I think I did read about that. Well, you have to perform like a cup and ball routine flawlessly, or something, to you get took in, right? The
3: words out of my mouth. I had <laughs> to do it flawlessly, and you know, they don't—they hardly raise an eyebrow. But I did do two original things there that they had never seen, and I—I—I I, I got their faces to move <laughs> where they saw it, <laughs> and they—they they just they looked at each other and they said all right you're in <laughs> pay pay your $5000 a month and what? we'll send you the ma-. and yeah it's very expensive to be a member cuz i'm a member of IBM and SAM for you know i'm already a uh, like a member of the merlin you know i yeah. yeah i've been in those organizations a long time but and i've been in the magic circle uh, already you know maybe 25 years but the test was crazy so I have only one other member here in Israel of the okay. magic circle. But now that being said, I'm the director of the Israel brotherhood of magicians. So if oh, you go to, cool. if you go to Israel uh Israel uh, you'll see my website, my webpage. And, uh, it, it looks it looks like it, like like a kind of house of the unusual type web page, you know, with uh, with illustrations and, and a lot of smoke. And uh, uh, if you see the uh, magician, uh, like the fourth photograph down on the right side, that's dre- dressed in a in a Chinese uh, getup, holding uh, a box with a uh, a sponge bunny coming out. That's me, um, okay. and uh, we've got three hundred members. Um, I would say uh, that's about the number going three to four hundred members in the small country of Israel of a population of five to six million people in this in a country that's smaller than the state of New Jersey. Okay, okay cool.
2: Shmuel, I got a big question here, Shmuel. Sure, since you are that director, I'm assuming that you are going to magically make the House of the Unusual podcast the only podcast heard in Israel.
0: Uh, <laughs> is that going to yeah. happen? <laughs>
2: hmm. Well, listen. It, it I'll has...
3: tell you what. The what the issue is is that um, what you're doing, Eddie, is very, very culturally um, related. I mean, it's it's basically all of your fans are are the guys that grew up with comic books in the '60s and '70s. It's you know that's really what the genre is. But then again, of course, I'm saying that this guy's a mirror um, who has a website, and I sent you all that information. He has been at this since '68. What caused him to do that? He picked up a comic book and saw the the Johnson Smith uh, ads and decided that this has to become a store. So you're right. It's 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 not just American culture. It comes from American culture, but. It's very widespread around the world. I'm sure right now, there's in Paris, there's a guy going oh, I remember that ghost Oh, I scared dear mama. You know, she dropped her croissant. You know, <laughs> there's some people all over the world. There's a <laughs> Russian guy sitting there in Siberia right now listening to this, going, eh, I remember when I when I I, I, I scared the Bolsheviks with that fake ghost. You know, it's <laughs> it, it's it's a cultural thing that that touches. Any kid, that's and right. except for except for women, except for girls, girls were on the other end of that scare stick. You know, <laughs> I'm sure that we're just I'm sure that we're just a sweaty a sweaty club of boys.
0: You know, what, Chamol, that's we're- that's that's interesting. You bring that up because I've always wondered. You know, you know, especially around the the '60s, '70s, '80s, and you know, even into the '90s, comic books were you know they were mainly geared towards towards men even the you know the Wonder Woman comics were mostly geared towards you know boys boys and men there was very few girls that actually you know read them and didn't really
3: especially especially the Wonder Woman comics
0: yeah yeah especially with all the, the bondage and all that in the you know early on so I always wondered you know how many women or girls are out there that you know actually you know, read the comics and got into this, this mail order novelty stuff. And I think that would be great. You know, if there's any women out there or even, you know, girls who, whoever that were into these novelties, you know, let us know on the website on the forum, because we would love to hear from you because, you know, mainly it's, you know, we hear from, from, you know, men that when they were young they were into this but we we really Absolutely. haven't heard from the the yeah. ladies side you know were they into this was this you know something that maybe they grew up on it and we haven't heard from them so definitely if you're out there listening to this ladies drop us a line on the form because we would love to have you on and hear from a different perspective
1: that's true uh, that's true you know, on this
0: mail or, order thing and see how it was for you you know growing up in the minority of yeah, the stuff. Was I tell, it- y- I tell you,
1: thing that surprised me is that uh, it was my wife. We've been married; it'll be thirty years coming up. My wife, Sherry, and uh, oh, she, sure. she she purchased uh, she purchased seahorses back when she was a kid. So oh, she's wow. one. Of the, yeah, so well, she's she's one of the few that actually did it.
2: I I got to tell you guys something. I don't know, if maybe you guys are aware, but one of the things that in the seventies and stuff that the Archie comics, all the Archie comics, were actually geared towards girls. But I think more guys read them than girls because I, I had a huge collection of Archie comics.
1: Oh, but they were great. The, the funny
2: thing, you know, the thing about them, though, is that what a lot of people don't know is that the Archie comics were actually flooded with mail-order items. So I'm, a, I'm sure that there are a lot of girls out there that we That's haven't true. heard from <laughs> that true. did purchase a lot of novelties because some of them, you know, I, I, I have a bunch. I, I got who knows. About 2000 Archie comics or more. Wow. And I can tell you that most of them have some of the best ads inside, uh, especially for like the ghost. And so I have a feeling that there was a female out there somewhere that took a ghost and scared her little brother.
3: <laughs> <laughs> okay. And her little
2: brother, pray, Mama, you know.
3: Well, but, when uh, you see, when you mention the sea monkeys, I belong to a couple of sea monkey groups on Facebook. And yeah. They're actually one of the best um, uh, YouTube shows. Is run by um, this gal from England, um, and yeah, there are a disproportionate amount of of of, of women uh, that are ladies that are that are up to this date on those on those group pages, mm-hmm. contributing and doing Sea Monkeys. That you it's know, an interesting thing. Yeah,
2: yeah. Let me tell you something. There was a flea market back. I don't know. I would say back in 2000 or maybe a little earlier. And there was a female there. um, Don't quite remember her age. She was selling comic books and I would go to her every week. And I'll, you know, I buy a comic, a couple of comic books from her. And then we started getting to be real good friends. And it was kind of funny though, because, uh, you know, like anything when you're married, you know, wife started getting jealous, but the girl would call me. I would call her and, and she would buy, you know, mail order stuff when she was little. And it, it was kind of like a good friend for me it was like probably one of the best friends I <laughs> I had met at the time. And my wife, well, you know, I, I just wanted to prevent the problem. So <laughs> uh. I, I, I kind of let it go on the side, but yet there are females that in our age group that grew up in the seventies and purchased. So I, I know they are, I mean, now Absolutely. that, that exactly. Now that Joe brought up this whole idea, I think it would be awesome for uh, anybody who's listening. If, uh, if you're a female that actually bought your sea monkeys or yeah
1: contact, ghosts, contact contact eddie girls listen listen up contact them
2: contact yeah, uh, how's the unusual and yeah, uh you would, know would be great
0: to, to hear from that from you know that side of you know we're always looking for you know some you know different angles of of you know collecting so you know you know, we, we hear from, you know, guys around our age, you know, 40 to, you know, in the 60s and a little bit later. But it'd be really nice to hear from some ladies and, you know, even some, maybe there's some people out there in their 20s or so that are just getting, you know, starting to learn about mail order stuff or magic. And, you know, that's the type of people that we want to hear from as well. And there's that's a, right. in our forum, we have, a, there's a section there for podcast chat. You know, head over to there and, you know, drop us a line, get a hold of Eddie. His, his, uh, emails on the website. Mm-hmm. And come on our show and talk about your experiences because that that is the the type of stuff that that we want to you know we want to hear from you people not just you know us old guys anymore you know especially Eddie he just turned 110. <laughs> like, you know, so, so I got some younger people on here.
1: I tell you, <laughs> it bums me out, Joe's. I found out I'm actually older than Eddie.
0: Oh man! Oh wow, 120. <clears throat> <laughs> I'm, I'm yeah. the young I'm the young guy of the podcast, so I'll take it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you you know what uh, what I was going to say is funny. <laughs> yeah, Chuck is about a year almost a year older than me. Uh Yeah. A few months, to, you know, short of a uh, shy of a few months to the year, but the whole thing is that we both grew up in the perfect, you know, the same time and and poor Joe there, he grew up in a time when he just saw a comic book and when he ordered his stuff it would say out of business, you know. <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, you know when when the stuff that mainly around when I started collecting comic books around like the late eighties or so, it was more of, there was more of like advertisements in there for, you know, toys and video games, because at the time you got to understand video games started to become very big.
1: Oh, they were hot.
0: Yeah. So there was advertisements for that. And then, you know, everyone who knows anything about the eighties and cartoons is, you know, the cartoons were advertisements for toys. So there was always, you know, ads for the cartoons for toys, so that stuff really flooded it, and that's, you know, what what I was into at the time. So that that's kind of you know I didn't know really much about the mail order stuff then. You know, maybe the X ray glasses I kind of knew of, or the Sea Monkeys. You know, yeah. I, I never had them, but I you know I I was familiar with them because of you know the comic books, and when I would pick up some back issues from, you know, sixties and seventies, of course, all those ads would be in there. But it was something I never you know, mm-hmm. got into it, actually until really meeting Eddie and starting to talk mm-hmm. about it and look into it. I'm like, Hey, this stuff's pretty cool. And like oh, Schmoll yeah. said earlier, one of the things that really dragged me into the side of mail order stuff was the artwork. I, I absolutely. And I know oh, we've talked about beautiful. this before. Gorgeous. I, mean, I I, I love the artwork on a lot of these products and and a lot of it is, is, is just some very simple art, you know, with some coloring, some black and white, but You know, I'm kind of disheartened (laughs) about the artwork today because most of it's computer generated, and I right, yeah, yeah, that does that that does
1: take away from it. It's computer generated.
0: Yeah, I I love that that original artwork where it's you know hand drawn and you know it's just it it just looks gorgeous. So yeah, so the artwork's really what you know drew me into it, and then to learn a little bit more about it, you know, it's just.
1: Let me ask you, Joe. Do you still do you? Joe, because you mentioned about the games and stuff. Do you still play, uh, you know, Xbox and stuff like that?
0: Yeah, you know, I have a PlayStation 4 that I, I play every once in a while. And I mainly, you know, after I get off of work at 6 a.m., I'll, mm-hmm. you know, I like to, you know, play for an hour. Wind and wind
1: down a little down bit. A little. Yeah, because you know what? Both yeah. of my sons, they're like experts on Xbox. It's just ridiculous. <laughs> oh, my
0: goodness. Yeah, it's I like unreal. it just to, to, to relax. You know, usually, you know, my night off or something, I might play for a few hours just to kind of sit and you know, zone out if I had a, a long week or something, it's kind of just like, hey, you know, get away from reality for a bit and <laughs> you know, just kind of, yeah, but you know, I, I grew up on the, the video sure. game, which we didn't actually get anything until about the, about the 90s because, you know, we didn't have much money, so right, when Nintendo first came out, it was, you know, pretty expensive at the time and so were the games, so, you mm-hmm. know, once after a few years it got a little bit cheaper Then you know, we were, you some games and then, um, I got my first PlayStation I think when I joined the, uh, the army in 98 so that was one of the first things I bought when I, I got to my duty station and it, it was always so I was never a hardcore you know gamer it was just always something that
1: mm-hmm.
0: you, you know relaxed you got you away from you know everyday life and reality for a little bit so I kind of used that with my comic books movies and cool. magazines and everything so yeah I was I'm not a hardcore gamer, but I still, you know, there's still a few stuff, a few games out there that I that oh, I absolutely.
1: Enjoy. Hey, hey, I saw your article, Joe. I wanted to tell you too. I, I I stopped at a bookstore over the weekend, and I sat there and I had a latte and I looked at some books. I saw your, I saw your article in uh, Scary Monsters. That was really cool, man, about the Three Stooges. You're you're an excellent writer. Oh, really you really are.
0: I tell you. So. Oh, what
1: did you what did you write about the Three Stooges?
0: Oh, there was a um. Uh, so, in uh, Scary Monsters uh, 122, it's called the Never Say Die issue. And it's about kind of like cheating death and, um, uh, you know, maybe like potions to make you younger and all that. So, I found uh, two Three Stooges episodes where they, uh, the first one, they make this potion to make this, this lady younger. And this guy ends up taking it and he turns into a baby, but he still keeps his, you know, old age looks and then there was a second episode that was kind of it it basically mirrored that one except for the ending where the guy turns into a werewolf and starts attacking him so (laughs) i I wrote about those two i thought i've I've never seen them before and someone tipped me off about them and i watched both episodes i said man this is perfect it was just i mean i'm a huge stooges fan so oh me too i Uh, had to throw throw that in there and that was one of the more uh more fun articles to, to research that I've done in a while.
2: You know, uh, Joe, uh, just like he went to see the book, I, I went to Barnes & Noble. It was kind of a bummer. Uh, I was about to ask you to get me one, man. The, they don't have any scary monsters in it. And I think it's because the Barnes & Noble by my house, the corporate headquarters is moving into it. And apparently, you know, they didn't have scary monsters, which that's, like I said, a bummer. I'm going to try another Barnes and Noble. That's when but, you got to
0: go to the manager and slam your fist down and say, "I demand Harry <laughs> exactly.
2: in this in but, the news thing. <laughs> what, what, yeah. Joe, day- Joe, where where could
3: I get a copy of that? Because I'm I'm also a big through so I have all the Three Studios books and I have, of course, all the videos you could possibly find from you know the last twenty five years. I'd love to buy that. I'd love to buy that. I don't know well, where would well, I get well, it.
0: Schmo, I'm glad you asked that.
2: <laughs> uh, you just come to the right place, Schmo. <laughs> come to
0: the right place. Um, okay. So if you go to mymoviemonsters.com, mymoviemonsters.com, and I believe we'll, we'll have a link in the description, but you could go on there and find – you could order the uh, the newest issue, and then they have back issues as well, and they have some specials on back issues. Plus, Is this of, owned by you? This company is owned by you? No, this is uh, – oh, Owned by a uh, husband and wife team, uh, Don and Vicky uh, Schmaldi, I believe that's how you say their last name. But I, I've been a uh, contributing writer for them for the last, I think, oh, two years, maybe three years.
3: Okay. So it, Wh- it's- which, which, um, which uh, volume or which uh, the magazine that you wrote this this article in? Do you know which one it is?
0: Yeah, it's number one twenty two. If you go to the um the website, it's right on the uh, the front of it. You'll see it. There's a um. Uh, picture i believe it's dorian gray and then it'll say 122 never say die issue and you could click on that and order it right from there
2: you know uh guys uh, i'm going to say one thing to you uh because we're almost running out of time but i just want to bring up something that's very interesting to all you guys and i'm sure you guys are going to remember especially small and chuck back in the 70s it wasn't just comic books that ran ads what made fun of the of the years was that i mean the years of the 70s what made it really fun was that you can buy wonder bread and in each wonder bread there would be a surprise gift usually it was a baseball card or something you could buy cereals and cereals will have phenomenal gifts inside oh
1: they were so cool man
2: and then the other thing was also you can buy comic books and see those ads uh ads were so popular at the time that they appeared all over you know um all over the the the, the 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 map. It was in ma- magazines of a uh, startling detective, uh, guns and ammo. A- any magazine of any field had a lot of uh, ads. But but go ahead, uh, Joe. Well, that's our that's
0: our, our warning bell. There, we're at the the bottom of the episode. There, so I hope you guys like my little ominous warning bell. <laughs> uh, so we're gonna. We're gonna uh, by the
3: way, it. by the way, Joe, they they don't they won't send it to Israel. Only in the states and Canada.
0: Oh, really? Well, you know what? I will get a hold of uh, Eddie to get your address and I'll try to uh, get one. My wife works at Barnes and Noble. So I'll try to grab one there and uh, see if I could send it to you. All right.
3: I appreciate that so much.
0: Yeah, not a problem. So we're going to wrap this episode up here. This was our, you know, I know you jumped in a little bit late, but this is our actually our one year anniversary uh, episode. This time last wow. year August 11th was our first episode. This will actually Happy birthday. Be, yeah, happy birthday to us man. And this will Amen. actually be coming out on the Amen. 12th, but, you know, we're recording it on the 11th so um to wrap it up here real quick cuz we got about 30 seconds or so uh Chuck, always great having you on here. Thank you for for stopping hey, by. Hey, once again. hey,
1: it's always a pleasure. You know what? There's an old saying in the Italian tradition: chindan, one hundred years." So I, I, you know what? I, I wish you guys one hundred more. years. God well, bless.
0: Absolutely, and and Shmuel all the way from from Israel across the pond, and I, I know it's real early in the morning there. The sun's probably coming up. We're already yeah. up. You know, yeah, thank yeah. you for well, thank you for staying up and, and joining us here.
2: Well, one last uh, thing, welcome, real quick. Back.
0: I want. I wait. Hold. On. I just want to plug the house of the house of the unusual dot com and go
3: to the forums. Go to the forums. I I just planted a picture there, and I want to let you so far asking anyone if they knew what it was from, and nobody knows. So, you know, I you can win it as 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 they used to say in Marvel Comics, you can win a no prize by <laughs> well, going and trying to figure out. You know,
2: go to the forums. Go to House of the Unusual. Go. We'll go there. And having said that, I'll tell you one thing. Jesus Christ was a Jew, and I've always had high respect for you guys. Thank you, Schmoll. You're the best, brother. Amen. You're welcome. All right. God
0: bless you. Good night, guys. Thanks for joining us, guys, everybody in podcast land. Thanks for joining us, and good night. Good night.